Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, I'm George Cup, And I'm Callum Gurr. And you're about to listen to the podcast version of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gurr. Please note that this is a podcast. So it's not a live broadcast. So please do not try to vote in any of the polls or send in messages to any of our discussions as your message will not be registered, but you may still be charged. Also, please note that not all of the opinions expressed in this podcast are our actual opinions, but may be expressed to create a better discussion. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and don't miss our live broadcast every Sunday on Wizard Radio Station. everybody and welcome to the final episode of to be discussed with cup and gur my name is callum gur and i'll be joined by my co-host and political officer george cup hello everyone yes this is our final ever show after just over three years of being on wizard radio callum and i have made the hard decision to hang up our headphones and say goodbye to to be discussed which we will talk about later but before all that, we've got a jam-packed show for you all. This evening, George and I will prove to you for the final time that you can have impassioned debates whilst holding vastly different opinions without falling out at the end of the night. We'll be discussing, in three years' time, will the world be a better place? What was the most exciting news story of the last three years? And will you miss Cup and Gurr? With each of these discussions being accompanied by polls, which you have the chance to vote on at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And these discussions will be open until the end of the song break between each topic. But first, last week we asked for you guys to send in what's one question you have always wanted to ask me or George. So the first one came in from Maddie. Maddie says, I've always wanted to ask this question because I've listened to this show for a long time, guys. Just why did you used to support UKIP, George? I remember those early days of the show, and I really didn't know if you were joking or not. So why? Just why did you do that to yourself? And also to Callum, why the Lib Dems? Why support a party that will probably never win an election? Well, George, you go first then. What, why UKIP? 
Thanks, Maddie. That was a, that's a really lovely question. Um, <laughs> well, look, everyone is allowed to have regrets, regrets in their lives. Um, and I suppose in, in some way, yes, I, I would happily admit that there are some elements of me being part of UKIP that I do regret. It was only for a very short period of time. Um, I don't even think I made six months as a, an official member of UKIP. Um, but at the time, I was very new to politics. Um, I was really and truly just finding my feet. And of course, at that time as well, was the rumblings of um, the European election, so Brexit, essentially. And for me, the only party that was actually determined on getting us out of um, the EU was UKIP. I also believed their approach to immigration in terms of having a points-based system was well-founded, and I decided that just because of uh, those kind of factors, I did actually want to be part of a, a movement that put, would put pressure on the government to ensure that we had a referendum where the people could decide whether or not they wanted to be a member um, of the European Union. As well, um, as, as controversial as he is, I um, um, often admire the way that Nigel Farage can control a room um, and can is a very good orator. You may think he speaks absolute rubbish, um, and I don't blame you for that, but at the same time, he has an ability to to speak to the everyday man and get support in a lot of um, places and gets people riled up that were never really interested in politics before. And I think because of that, um, that also kind of got me interested as well. So, um, yes, UKIP was, and it is even more so now, a very controversial party. Um, I think that I, I must say that I learned a lot from being there and, and I would never go back there ever again. But, Callum, I think Maddie asked a very fair question. Why would you support a party that even lost to UKIP in 2015. <laughs> well, I, I suppose when I first joined the uh, the Lib Dems, I did actually genuinely believe, rather naively, I suppose, but I did genuinely believe they could eventually win an election. Um, so, so, so I suppose that never really deterred me too much because I, I was, as I say, maybe a little bit naive in that sense. Um, but I'd also seen that the Lib Dems um, had managed to make some changes whilst in a relatively weak position, as in the smallest party in a coalition. They'd still managed to get um, some changes to come through, so same-sex marriage, the Green Investment Bank, personal tax credits. Um, so I did also know that we're, with the Lib Dems, winning an election outright wasn't everything as such. They could still make a change, I suppose. I, I suppose ultimately for me... One of the main reasons why I ended up leaving the Lib Dems was because of kind of the reverse of the reasons why I joined. I, I kind of realised they were never going to win an election. And even in terms of making changes um, through some kind of coalition, I didn't think they'd learnt the right lessons um, from the coalitions and, and, and the experiences since then as well. Um, so that's basically why I joined the Lib Dems, though. Um, and our next question comes in from Josie. And she says, you are both on air every single week and you have been for years. So you have said a lot of stuff in general. But what is the one controversial opinion you have never said on air before? Something that you think might shock people or something that is just an unpopular No, you. Uh, so, Callum, what, what, what is your controversial opinion? It's a really good question, Josie. And the answer probably... about my, my views. I think it's slightly evolved over the time we've been um, 
doing both teams scoping to be discussed. But I think I've always been relatively open in expressing in, in expressing my views, and I don't really hold many particularly controversial ones. I think probably the best I could say the what which I've not said kind of in these terms before is in terms of a controversial opinion is that I think probably the left, um, as in on the political spectrum, are more dangerous than the right in that I think that the crimes committed by the left are always excused to to a certain extent for being some kind of greater good. Uh, if we look at kind of the historical treatment of, say, Stalin and Mao, for example, who brutalised their populations uh, in the name of communism and then compare their treatment to, to Hitler and Mussolini, I mean, all four of these um, people were genocidal dictators but I think it's kind of been lost a little bit um, just how bad Stalin and Mao were. And I think that's why, for me, the left is just that bit more dangerous when it's given free reign um, than what the right is. Because um, and, and rightly in many cases. But, but so I think that's probably my most kind of controversial opinion, given particularly I am relatively a member of the left. Um, as well what, what do you think um george yeah i, I josie i must admit it's a very uh, good good question one that really got me thinking um and and, and very much like canham i think there isn't actually many there aren't many stones that haven't been unturned with with my views on on this show over the the years that we've been doing it um and i and i've tried to always be incredibly honest and i think sometimes i've been too honest with the position that I hold and, and I think that um, <laughs> potentially um, a future career in politics wanted to listen back to uh, what <laughs> I said it would be a bit questionable but um, I, I think that two kind of I suppose one isn't that controversial but I think for me it's reasonably controversial is that um, if if David Cameron came back with a slightly better deal from the EU, I would have voted to remain. Um, I, I think that's that's reasonably a big thing because you know it's one of the biggest things that got Callum Nine to this show as well is our disagreement over Brexit. Um, and I and I think that that yeah, I, I think I would have voted remain if if Cameron got a slightly better deal. The second kind of big controversial thing is that I do not believe that nine eleven was. Um, all down to you know terrorism. I don't think it was purely a terrorist. Attack. Uh, involvement from the uh, US government and, and I think that there are many things that will come out um, and re be revealed in years to come and, and I do actually stand by that I think there is a lot of evidence there is more involvement from um, the US government than in actual fact is being kind of told right now and I think that you know if you hold or hatred i suppose sometimes but yeah I, I, that is my kind of controversial opinion blimey george i mean we, we should have been doing that as a topic shouldn't we? <laughs> I mean, pulled it out the last week very tactical george uh the final uh, question in is from shah shah says as someone who would really love to do what you guys do both in terms of being in politics and having a radio show i need to ask what is the best thing and the worst thing about being in politics and having a radio show I know that's basically four questions, but I'd be really interested in your answers. George? Well, um, it's a great thing to do. So absolutely um, try and get into it, Shah. It's, it's fantastic. So the best thing about politics, firstly, is is being able to uh, represent community, stand up for, for people. 
and, and drive past things and say I had an influence on that and actually being able to help people personally that, that is the biggest thing for me the worst thing in politics I think is that especially being a young and being conservative is the amount of abuse that I do get um, especially during election times um, and the amount of pressure that we are under in, in politics whether it's as a councillor or working for a member of parliament um, I mean quite often we people come to us for answers and we just unfortunately do not have those answers um and it's very hard to try and let someone down when they are you know at the the, the end and, and they you can supply them with that um the radio show biggest thing for me is that it's made me realize that um i am actually more of a central right kind of sitting person in terms of the polit political spectrum um and that i absolutely actually agree with callum a lot more than i ever thought i would um over certain issues and not so much the worst thing but i think the thing that maybe people don't realize is the amount of work that goes behind doing the radio radio show it's not just Callum and I turn up every Sunday for an hour Callum and I have to go away really discuss about the questions that we're going to to discuss and to make sure they're in interesting for you guys um, and also make sure that there is enough for Callum and I to talk about um, and the research behind it as well we have to make sure that we are giving you guys the details that you deserve to know and, and that are actual you know more or less fact-checked um, so that's that's kind of my negative and positive of both of those things Callum how about you um, so in terms of in politics, my kind of best thing, I suppose, uh, is the buzz you get. And my thing is kind of related to that, always losing, uh, <laughs> at least in my experience <laughs> in politics anyway. The radio show, the best thing is that kind of buzz you get when you're on air doing a live show, like right now. Um, it, you, you know, you can't really compare it to anything else. Really. I suppose it's like um, playing a, a professional sport and, and, and being, um, you know, in and out game at that time. And that buzz you get afterwards as well is just amazing. The worst thing is uh, kind of taking the time to research a point to say or <laughs> you can't give justice to uh, in the kind of time you've got left to talk about it. Um, but, but definitely, Shah, I mean, it's something 100%. If that's what you want to get into, I definitely encourage you to do that. Right then, uh, we've reached time for our first song break of this evening. So we'll be back very soon. Hello and welcome back to To Be Discussed. So let's move on to our second discussion of this evening. And we're asking, in three years' time, will the world be a better place? So I think it will be a fair evaluation if you describe the world that we live in today as possibly controversial, sometimes divided, but also accepting and possibly forward-looking. At different times, we can look at any situation and come to a conclusion on how we believe the world to be and how we would want the world to change. With the recent announcement that Joe Biden is the president-elect, is this a changing point for the whole world? Will this help those paving stones go down to ensure that we see the world be in a better place in three years' time? Callum, what do you think? I like to think I'm a bit of an optimist uh, at times. Uh, so I, I think that in three years' time, the world will be a better place. Um, I, as you say, I mean, the, hopefully with Biden now being um, 
president. I mean, we can't stop holding our breath when that's on that. And soon to be president of the United States. That's obviously a, a big step forward, I think. Um, but also, I think if we just look at the kind of um, innovations we've seen in terms of science and in the environment as well, um, th this year and th those that are projected in the next kind of three or five years, however long it is, I, I think that all points towards the fact the world will be a better place. Um, so, so, for example, um, we've seen this year um, preliminary results that demonstrate successful treatment of sickle cell disease using a specific type of gene editing. Uh, we've also seen um, them start to develop a kind of a personalized vaccine based on bone cancer cells um, for treating um, brain cancer patients. Um, and this has been shown to be effective in dogs and it's now be, being given FDA approval to test on human subjects as well. So, so this all points towards the fact that the, these changes are going to be the things that make the world a better place um, tomorrow and in the next three years. Um, so so I, I like to think I'm quite optimistic and, and say that I do think the world will be a better place. Uh, George, what do you think? Yeah, I, I um, do agree with you, Kermit. And I think that um, look, you've got to kind of look at your past to see where you are now and to see potentially where you can be in the future. And I think there is no denying if you look at where we were um, even 20 years ago, I think that the world is in a better place. We recognise more the effects that, that are coming from climate change. I think we are getting more and more accepting uh, and the equality is rising in, in, in areas of, of um, from ethnic minority groups um, and from the LGBT plus uh, Q plus community as well. Um, and I think that things like that are incredible, incredibly good and positive things that we can can take forward and ensure that those things keep rising and, and to make sure that um, in three years time, we are definitely at a better place um, in, in terms of as a whole world in, in that kind of acceptance and equality values. Um, and I think that is a big thing for me personally. I think that it is something that um, needs to ensure that it keeps improving and, and it needs to make happen um, within those three years quite quickly, I think. And because I, I fear that because we are starting to become more accepting, there are those that are becoming quite um, uh, fixed in their views and, and not kind of moving and I fear that if we don't keep pushing on those e equalities then I, I think that we will just come at a standstill and we won't be able to keep um, championing the, the, the progress that we've already made um, and I do absolutely agree that then there is still a lot of progress to be made in, in those areas um, but, but as well I think that as Callum has rightly said that technology and science that is coming in as well is, is incredible and I think that in in three years time we will see um, a very different world in, in terms will be invented the certain diseases that will come about um, and you know let's not forget that I do think that if we're looking and comparing what it will be like in three years time from today I do believe that we will kind of be really out of that coronavirus issue the pandemic will be, be behind us and a, and a vaccine will be in place, allowing us to get back to a, a level of normality and ensuring that economies all around are started to recover from, from this absolute devastation to, to everyone personally um, and, you know, nationally as well. So I, I think that there are many positives that we can look to work on and absolutely ensure that we are progressing and, and forward looking. 
Um, I mean, Callum, do you do you think that it is necessary or or right of us to even think about what parties will be in place in certain countries to ensure that the world is in a better place? I mean, I'm sure you know there are many arguments you would make for different kind of political parties but it, as we've as we've mentioned joe biden do you think we need people like joe biden in power of of significant large countries to ensure that we do get that, that better place in three years time yes yeah, so i mean although as as people will know I've, I've never been a massive fan of biden i think it's better than trump but um <laughs> that's not saying a hell of a lot um, but yeah, but yes, broadly, I think we need those people that are willing to make those change changes. Um, and also with, with Biden, I think one of the key things, particularly in his election campaign this time, is that he's been much more aware of environmental issues and he's been a bit more outspoken in terms of actually being serious about tackling climate change. And obviously, the influence of Extinction Rebellion in terms of that and, and that kind of movement that that triggered more last year, mm. um, that that can't be understated what, what significance they've had. Um, and, and kind of broadly on that, George, do, do you think we will, in three years' time, have made some serious progress um, in terms of tackling climate change? Because I think there was a report out last year basically saying we had maybe 11 years i think it was to 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 before things were irreversible do you think we'll have made significant progress to stop us getting to that stage i i think the the absolute pure and basic fact is that we've got to there we don't have a decision around it and and you know we've already seen from joe biden he's already turned around and said that um he will uh, go straight back into the paris agreement um, and make sure yeah. america is a, is a is a part of that once again because obviously we came under that they came out of that under the trump administration so I think that that is definite signs of progression because obviously America is, is a massive footprint when it comes to, you know, the, the carbon footprint of, of every country. Um, and I think that, yeah, that we are seeing more and more t technologies again being developed to ensure that we can be more um, climate friendly. And, and I mean, talking about the United Kingdom, we are coming more and more reliant on um, wind power and getting away from those kind of fossil fuels. And, and I think that is so important. And I definitely do believe that with the investment that is coming from all different kinds of uh, countries and governments, we are now starting to see effects happen and the awareness rising to ensure that we do make us an impact in, in ensuring that we are in a better place in, in three years time in, with our climate change and, and our climate footprint. I mean, Callum, do, do you kind of agree with it, with, the, with what I've said there or, or do you think that we are kind of too late to act? I, I think we're probably not taking... Um radical enough action currently but that's not to say that we won't have made any progress uh, on this issue in in three years time so so i think i do broadly agree with what you're saying george i, I think we will be starting to 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 take it more seriously yeah um and, and as you say in terms of our you know our energy source for example it will come more from renewable sources but that's not to say that, that that's enough and i do also wonder with the um covid19 outbreak how much that has curtailed the positive changes we saw in terms of we've mentioned it before on the show but in terms of um disposable 
disposable items because of the fact we all have to wear face masks there's now suddenly a lot of disposable masks around and things like that and that that's causing a lot of this litter and potentially environmental issues so so I, th I think we are going to make progress but but we can never kind of count our chickens before they hatch yeah and, and kind of how do you think um our audience is going to vote on this i think they're optimistic so we'll, we'll say that uh 60 of people will say uh, that it will be a better place in three years' time. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that about 68% of people will say that it's uh, it will be a better place in three years' time. But as always, there is only one way to find out, and that's for all of you to go and vote on this poll. In three years' time, will the world be a better place? And you could do that at wizardbrain.co.uk forward slash listen. And we'll be back after this break. Hello and welcome back. So before that break, we asked, in three years' time, will the world be a better place? And as always, you have all been voting away and the results are in. So 71% of you said, yes, it will be a better place. And 29% of you said, no. Well, Callum, so on the final show, I'm winning. Yeah, I suppose we've, um, we'll have to just change it up a bit, just just so that you're not too upset when we're when, with us uh, going, George. You know, we have to give you a win. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're too kind. I know, I know. Right then, time to move on to our third discussion of this evening. And we are asking, what was the most exciting news story of the last three years? So over the three year, over the years rather of me and George being on Wizard Radio, we have seen some massive news stories break from terror attacks to elections all the way to Donald Trump. There have been some both frightening and fascinating events over the course of our run. But which was the most exciting of them all? By exciting, we mean the one which you listeners enjoyed hearing the latest developments about the most and which me and George enjoyed delivering updates on too. Our options for the most exciting news story of the last three years are the COVID-19 outbreak, Brexit, the 2019 general election, the Extinction Rebellion demonstrations, or other george which story did you find the most exciting well i think first of all we, i i have to comment on the, the fact that um in the three years that we we've done uh teen scope and now uh to be discussed we have actually been rather lucky in in the news stories that have been breaking i mean i yeah. think that three years of everything that's happened would be normally a 10 years in in politics and and everything that's happened around the world um so in that case it's never been too hard for Callum and i to find breaking news stories to kind of talk about um but but at the same time Callum and i have always tried to make sure that we we give you guys a bit of something else a taste of something else when it comes to, to breaking news stories we don't want to just kind of jump on the bandwagon and and say what everyone else is saying when it when it comes to these breaking news stories but i mean i think obviously the thing that we've talked about i would say near enough the most over this uh three years and we've tried not to but unfortunately i think it's kind of crept into every little um topic we've talked about even when we talked about if there was life on mars um and that is brexit um and i think that brexit for us as a country has been one of the most significant um, developments and it has been one of the most controversial developments between Callum and myself I mean there's no lie that, um, that it was the one of the main things that kind of brought Callum and I into this this realm of, of radio presenting and into the realm yeah. of trying to prove that 
we can still be friends when you really do disagree about something. I mean, I can tell you now, I can visualize Callum and I in a Weatherspoons in Margate, where we were really, really disagreeing about something. And we did nearly pretty much fall out about it. And the realization when Callum and I turned around to each other and went, you know what, this is stupid. We don't need to be doing this. We don't need to be arguing and then falling out. We can have our opinions and leave it and move on. Um, so I think for me, um, definitely it is Brexit. And it's the thing that I've always most wanted to talk about. Um, and it's the thing that I think I've absolutely been most passionate about. And um, I, I kind of like, would like to think that our listeners have been wanting to hear our opinions of it. Because coming to this show, you hear Callum's side of a Remainer and mine side of a Brexiteer. And I think because of that, we've been able to come to many different conclusions on where we would like Brexit to be developed and everything like that. But absolutely you cannot deny the the other areas that we have covered as well with the COVID-19 outbreak you know that took all of us by surprise and and Callum and I wanted to ensure that we weren't just giving you you the the facts and, and our opinions on it but also making sure that we were giving you the help I mean with I think that came in line with some of the mental health things we've get done on the show as yeah. well um and I think that that was the biggest thing for me as well is that ensuring that we could help help you guys if we possibly could um the 2019 general elections was a big thing a very big thing for for me as a conservative it was something i ran um an election campaign for 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 my um mp and, and that was incredibly tiresome and it was incredible to to see everything that, that happened around there and it was something that i don't think many people were expecting to see see such a big majority under um boris johnson um and then of course you cannot ignore the extinction rebellion demonstration it is something that um was made a big impact and i think as much as i disagreed with the way they went about it i think that it has drawn a lot of people's attentions to what climate change will do um and how we need to start taking action on it but overall of those i definitely think that brexit is the thing for me that that will um get the vote as well and it was kind of the most exciting stories because there was always so many different developments that happened around it um but callum what out of those would you pick yeah i think from a british perspective you can't really ignore brexit can you i mean i'm, I'm interested george because when we when we picked this uh, topic this week obviously i i said oh, i'm not sure if um general election 2019 should be on that because from from my perspective both the 2019 and 2017 general election were brexit elections to a certain extent and and they were a result of brexit that they happened i mean why why do you think that uh the 2019 general election is almost worthy of being its own exciting news story I think because it wasn't just purely I, for me. I mean, yes, Brexit played a very big element to it, but also we sh we saw the the refusal of seeing Jeremy Corbyn in, in number ten, and, and I think that that was rather a big um, momentous time. And I think yeah. that we definitely saw kind of uh, Twitter would believe, or social media, I should say, would make you believe that Labour was going to win that quite clearly. But in actual fact, when it came to the results. Um, the Conservatives won it very clearly. Um, and I think those kind of developments were were incredibly impressive. And, and I, you know, I was because I suppose I was very much involved in the 29 general election as well. I was as well absolutely incredibly surprised to see the, the majority that Conservatives did get. Right. Yeah. OK, that, that does make sense. I mean, obviously, as you say, uh, Extinction Rebellion demonstrations, you can't um, 
look over them. I mean, you think about particularly for our listeners who are obviously from a from a even a younger generation than us, George, a lot of them. Um, it, it did actually unite a generation that's often seen as kind of a well politically or maybe they're too young to quite get involved in politics but but there was a, a lot of people that, that were a lot younger involved in these things i mean it saw kind of major changes and disruption really within education um so so i think that was a, an exciting um story but but for me I think probably my most exciting things beside Brexit, and it does slightly tie into Brexit anyway, is that kind of minor party, political party drama that we that we see, um, you know, are the Lib Dems, Greens, UKIP, uh, insert whatever party you want, are, are they dead electorally? Uh, you know, internal Labour, Conservative Party drama, obviously the anti-Semitism crisis in the Labour Party, Islamophobia, um, crisis in the Conservatives, um, and so, so you, all of these things, I, I found them to be immensely, immensely interesting um, for me. Uh, I mean, George, is there a, a particular discussion, not just in broad terms, but a particular question we've done the last three years um, that you found to be the most exciting? I think that um, I, I'm kind of going to swerve your question a little bit. I mean, as a typical <laughs> politician, um, and not, I'm not going to say the most exciting, but for me, the most uh, that made the most impact was um, I think it was kind of back when we kind of did 10 minutes more with Cup and Go, if anyone remembers that. Um, and it was when we did a special on um, mental health, especially around men. Um, and I think it was really quite special. It really was because it was... Um, Callum and I wanted to make sure that we were giving really clear information about where the help was and we really did take our time to make sure that we expressed how kind of um, delicate the subject was um, and I think that when we've come to those kind of mental health issues that we have discussed on the show we have been able to to bring that and show how delicate they are and also show the that it is wrong that there is stigma around them and, and I think that I, I take pride and happiness in the potential kind of way we've been able to talk about and get, get try and get rid of the stigma around mental health in, in general. Um, and I think that is something that really kind of I will take away from doing this show is in, in trying to ensure that we are sending out a positive message and a helpful message um, around mental health. I mean, Callum, how about you? What kind of was your favourite question or discussion that we had on this show? I'm going to just agree with you, George, to be honest, because I, I, I think that was, for me, the, the mental health segment or, or segments we've done, I suppose, um, were, were always the ones where it felt like, hopefully, we were making some kind of a real, real difference um, for people. So I, I, I think, for me, that was the most kind of exciting story in terms of th those terms. I mean, was there any stories that you didn't enjoy doing or didn't enjoy researching george um i think for me the, the the stories that i didn't particularly enjoy as much were were those where um i had to be rather careful in what i said you know if they were <laughs> kind of attacking the conservatives or attacking boris johnson um i had to be very careful in what i said and sometimes had to be not a hundred percent honest in, in what i actually believed um unfortunately um and, and because i had to 
be I have to recognize, you know, that I do have a position as a councillor, as a conservative councillor, and I do not want to be, have the whip taken away from me and, and things like that um, or lose my job. That's, I suppose, quite rather a big thing as well for me. Um, yeah. So I, I think that those kind of discussions were difficult for me definitely um, and, and you know there's no denying that I mean how, how about you Canon? was there any discussions where you were like oh god I really do not want to be talking about this I remember there was a discussion we'd done it was quite early on uh, I was talking about um, climate change um, and I remember that I think you've changed your views on it somewhat <laughs> but at the time you you were let's say you're a bit more skeptical about to the extent to which uh, climate change was a a major issue. Um, and I remember coming off air thinking, I don't think I'd done very well in terms of delivering the case for why climate change was a major concern. Um, so it wasn't that I never enjoyed those discussions, but anything that involved too much science, science isn't my my strong point so so they're the kind of ones I, I struggled on uh, what do you think is going to come out on top george um do you know what i i'm, I'm gonna say that yeah i'm gonna say brexit i think brexit will just come out on top um only just though i mean what do you think kind of i think i'm gonna say the covid19 outbreak um okay. just just because it's it's happening right now but we shall see of course the only way to find out is for you guys to vote away and that question is what was the most exciting news story of the last three years? You can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And those options again are the COVID-19 outbreak, Brexit, 2019 general election, the Extinction Rebellion demonstrations or other. And we'll be back very soon. Hello and welcome back. So for the break, we asked, what was the most exciting news story of the last three years? And 36% of you said Brexit, 29% of you the COVID-19 outbreak, 14% uh, of you the 2019 general election, just 9% uh, the Extinction Rebellion demonstrations, and just above that on 12% was other. George, very briefly, are you surprised by that? Well, I, I'm definitely surprised by the Extinction Rebellion being under um, the 2019 general election. I thought that was going to be a lot more uh, prominent in the in those polls. Do, do you agree? Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised. I, I almost said Extinction Rebellion would come out on top, so I'm, I'm really shocked that it's come bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, just another win for me. So I've, I've, I've won the poll results on this You've on this won the show. show. God. <laughs> What a, what a momentum. Right, but let's move on to our fourth discussion of this evening. And for the last time, the most important discussion of this evening. And we are asking, will you miss Cup and Gerb? It's a very simple and straightforward question. It has been an amazing three years. And we have been honoured that you have come on this journey with us. But Callum, I suppose, firstly, will you miss me every week in your ear? And secondly, will you miss the show? Well, yes and yes, I suppose, George. No, uh, in terms of missing you, I mean, the thing is, I'm, I'm still going to see you. I mean, this isn't the end of Cup and Gur in that we will still see each other. So oh, really? I, I will oh, I... miss you, but not not too much. You know. I thought, I thought this was going to be the end of our friendship. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I guess you'll have to speak to me about that afterwards. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of missing the show, of course, I mean, of course, I'm going to miss the show. I mean, I'll miss everything about it. Um, 
one of the main things I miss is it kind of forced me to digest a wider breadth of of news stories um, as as such. I mean, what's the thing that you're mo- most miss, George? Uh, well, firstly, Callum, I will say that I will also miss you. Uh, having Thank you very favorite. much, George. I did um, say that. Yeah, it's all right. I, I got paid to say that. Um, <laughs> and secondly, uh, I absolutely will miss the show. But I, I think, what was your question again? What's the thing you will most miss? <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, it's not your I, listening skills for me, George. Tell yeah, you that. All right. All right, mate. Be quiet. It's about discussing, not listening. Uh, I, um, for me, I think it's definitely being having to be aware of what's going on. Uh, it's helped me so much in in in, the, in my job and everything like that, and and being able to to be aware of of the news and 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 then being able to develop that into our show and actually getting an appetite and a, and a kind of a feel of what the generations that we obviously broadcast to are actually feeling on certain topics because it is so easy to think oh you know they're going to think this and everything and quite often Callum and I have said oh the quote's going to the uh the poll's going to go one way and it goes completely the other way um so I think it's been so interesting to 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 try and understand our audience and think oh on this question I think they're going to be a little bit more conservative with a big capital C um and in actual fact they go completely the other way um and I think that it's been really interesting to see how that developed and 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 how on certain nights there have been more kind of support for the right wing argument and other nights there's been more support on the left wing argument um Callum how about you yeah I think it's something I kind of mentioned earlier anyway but it's my it's kind of that thing feeling you get when you come off air that I'll miss the most in terms of when it when it's been a great show you can't you just can't really beat that feeling it's it's really amazing really um in terms of George any kind of last uh well I mean obviously this isn't our last words but last kind of words of wisdom that, that people should take forward from from the show hopefully um I suppose words of wisdom is that I I really I I have to make sure. I, I do apologise, everyone, if I get a little bit choked up. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, I genuinely, um, I, I really do hope that in the three and a half years that Callum and I have been doing the show um, has genuinely helped to either get people engaged in politics, helped people stand up for what they believe in helped people in getting certain support around mental health um, and also kind of made sure that friendships don't aren't determined by political viewpoints um because it is so important that even if you do have discussions no matter how passionate they may be you can still be friends at the end of it um it, it doesn't you can absolutely disagree to beyond but that should not affect your personal love and, and care for, for that individual friend. Um, and I think as well, I hope that Callum and I have proved on this show kind of how to debate in a way, because I, I, as is evident, Callum and I never make any of our discussions or debates personal. We always stick to facts and we always make sure that we are arguing only our point um, and that we don't make it actually personal or affect that the, the Callum or myself personally and I think that is a really big thing for me because as soon as you make any debate personal you lose the debate and that that is I think the final straw for me on that how about you Callum yeah I mean really similar um to to what you're saying really I mean uh, as you say no matter how right you think you are 
or, or your position is it doesn't give you an excuse to resort to kind of verbal or physical assaults on your opponent opponents um and the you know, having a debate without falling out at the end of the night, which is something we banged on about since show one, that's not just a good opening line of the show or a good hook for the show. Um, it, it's something that we, you know, fundamentally believe in. And and if our listeners took one lesson from the show, uh, I'd want it to be that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be on the, the higher end of this poll, but kind of how do you think this poll is going to go? <laughs> I don't... Do you know, I'm going to say that let's say 90% of people will say yes and then just 10% no. What about you? I'm going to push it a little bit higher and I'm going to hope that we're going to at least have about 94, 95% of, of I the vote. So. I mean, Callum, you never know. It might be our first ever 100% poll, but I, I doubt that very much. Let's, um, uh, fingers crossed. I mean, there might be people sitting there with their fingers crossed thinking, oh, finally, Cup and Girl are going. Yeah, <laughs> but as always there is only one way to find out so that is to, to go and vote on this poll will you miss Carpenter? um and for the last time to vote on that poll you can go to wizard uk forward slash listen and we'll be back shortly Welcome back. So before that break, we asked you the question, will you miss Kappenger? And you have all been voting away. And very kindly, 99% of you said, yes, you will miss Kappenger. And 1% of you said no. Well, I am guess that 1% is pleased that we're going, Callum. <laughs> yeah, and you'll hear about five minutes early for Ashley's show, I think. If you go and make <laughs> a cup of tea or something, then then you'll be. But no, of course, I'm, I'm chuffed there. Uh, Although it was, it was quite, um, I think we quite led um, led the vote that time. We, we maybe we didn't give a fair hearing to the no side, really. We didn't present the arguments, George. Very unprofessional. I, I don't think there were any arguments apart from your boring voice. Um, <laughs> that's, I think that's a big argument in in favour of not missing us. That is very very true. But um, I can't actually believe I'm about to say this, but. Um, Thanks for listening to To Discuss with Cuff and Gert. We really do, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, hope you've enjoyed the whole series of To Be Discussed. It's been beyond an honour to digest the biggest news stories with you all the past three plus years. We cannot thank you enough for tuning in each week and making our slot what it is. Uh, special thanks also to James for taking the chance on someone whose voice has as few different tones as mine. Uh, but sadly, it's now time for George and I to say ciao for now. So I've been Callum Gurr. Um, and as always, I've been George Cuff. I can't believe we are leaving, but every good thing does have to come to an end. The support you all have given us has been unbelievable. I would also like to quickly thank James for everything he has done for both Callum and myself in allowing us to present this show. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. We might be back one day at the same time and the same place. But for now, this is our final Bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.